captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hello and welcome to New Girl Old Guy and for the first time in the baseball season the Atlanta Braves have a game lead on the NL East division but we're not just here today to talk about the Braves going on their way to win the division we're also here to talk about New Girl great show uh we have i'm ian rosenblum i'm your guest host i'm back i uh i know by popular demand mostly by my demand i'm back uh i want to welcome in the actual hosts of the show uh ali lasher and akiva wieneker you thought hurricane ian made an entrance this week no no Ian, that was wait hold on he (laughs) he called himself the guest host though i don't think like the guests are the hosts, but they're not the guests. Akiva, hosts. did you? Okay, five seconds before we went to hit record, I was like, "Oh shit, the guest is the host." So Ian is the only one of the three of us that remembered. That I did not remember at all. Doing... We haven't had a yeah, guest in like, like six months. <laughs> You're criticizing Ian for being prepared. The guest, the guest is the host, remember. but it's not a guest host. Also, Ian, <laughs> you're the, an asshole. <laughs> this episode is going to drop on Wednesday, unless mm-hmm. Ali forgets and puts it up on Friday or something again. Really, Akiva, log <laughs> off, and Ian and I are going to do this. That... Allie from the editing room, just a note, obviously this is a Thursday that this dropped, but uh, I outmoed the MOO and reminded Akiva that Yom Kippur is Wednesday and we decided not to drop the podcast on Yom Kippur. So take that back to the show. But it, that's like the Mets and Braves are going to be old news by Wednesday. Uh, yeah, but we'll we'll be seeing the results of the series. So uh, let's hope the Braves close it like out. I feel like the tonight. Mets demographic probably higher in the listenership also than the Braves demographic. Good. Yeah, so I'm coming in as a villain. I think those people are. I'm swaying those people. One season only. If We're they play the, the Yankees, you you root for the Yankees. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's despicable. My spite knows no bounds. When the Mets play the Yankees, I root for like the Dark Knight Rises when the when the field like separates in the middle. You can't hate the Mets that much. That's ridiculous. Uh, I can't hate the Mets that much. Why do the Mets are so lovable? I'm an Atlanta Braves fan raised by a Mets fan who grew up in New Jersey. I I can't probably so disappointed. Well, you, speak for yourself, Keeve. Your kids hate the Yankees, like the Yankees, just to spite you. But they don't know. Like they don't know any better. (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah, they I know keep, too much. They don't. I, I'm saying they don't follow. I know. basically did what your kids did. I just chose the Braves because they were on TBS every day, and I stuck it out. So you might be in for the long haul. Your family them. didn't cut you off. No, 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 no. I would. My mom could never. Are you kidding? Um. All right. Yeah. I, I, we, can, should should we break? Him? Should we break the news that what happened just now? I mean, it's not so interesting, I guess. What do you mean, we? This is you, a you thing. So we were supposed to start. We're recording this 9 a.m. I said, can we record Sunday morning? You said, sure. I said, what about 9 a.m.? These two, uh, I guess they were had a wild Saturday night or something. They they were like, I, you said the morning. I didn't know morning means 9 a.m. Like, no, I no, no. Wait, you nine said, is part no, no, of the no. morning. I'm for a second. Because usually someone says Sunday morning with no caveat. They mean any time prior to noon or 1130. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, 9 a.m. is prior chat, to noon or 1130. No, but you said I can do 9 to 10 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> like you had a one-hour window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and these two were like, well, I don't know. I'm still going to be like staggering in from the bar or something. Well, I figured Akiva was, would be like me and not want to do it during football, uh, besides the London game that we're yeah. going to have going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
I figured that would mean like, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. But I, I'm here. I've, I've been up since eight. I've, I've been prepared and ready to go. So who's so, playing in London that we're so concerned with? Uh, Vikings it's and the, the Saints. Vikings and the Saints. OK, so Ch- anyway, Chester's brother's there in London. Well, good for him. Wait, <laughs> good I have, for the tuna. Yeah, so I have. Um, anyway, so my day is very structured. I got to leave, like you said. I have a hard out. I'm taking my son to like a father son <laughs> learning activity right after this before Yom Kippur. Which then, Ian had the great line of which one is doing the learning, which was yeah. an incredible. I think it's like pretty structured with the school, and they like it's like a program. Anyway, um, right, that's what he meant. So I, uh, I have to. I had to leave, and so. I, I set aside like 22 minutes to watch this show today and I watched the show and then I remembered like the conversation we had just a few days ago when we recorded the last episode, which was you had me guess like you always do the episode title and it was micro and I guessed wrong and you're like, it was uh, related to male genitals. My kids are at home. I, I got to speak in like code here a little bit. And then because it's <laughs> 9 a.m. your time. And then um, I want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then I watched the sh- the episode, and I was like waiting the whole time. It was like I guess it was the opposite of like Chekhov's uh, Wiener. It was like the whole time it wasn't mentioned. I'm like with bated breath, wondering like who's who is it? Who's the person who has? Maybe like, it was a classic Ali Messeran that it I could be. To think and it then was about and then afterwards, I was like, hey, you know what? That's weird. There was no junk. Ali must have uh, it, it tricked me. She must have been like it must have been micro something else. So I googled like what was it, and then I realized oh, I watched the wrong episode. So then. But you don't know you which episode you watched. I do, I do. I, I so I, because it came up when I when I googled uh, is, "new girl in meth." It was season four, episode six. I jumped two episodes ahead. Oh God! No, it's just a, there's not not like a big plot episode really. Um, so it's not a huge deal. But I yeah, have so, now seen that episode. So you watched it. You watched it sped up. Now I want I want to get your opinion. What did mm-hmm. you think of the episode? Of this episode? Well, it's funny. I, like, 1.25x most of it. Jess kind of speaks slowly. I was, like, uh, one and a half xing some of what she was saying. <laughs> I was like a DJ on the on the turntables there. Um, Keep on the ones and twos. I was on the ones and twos, the 2.5s <laughs> and the 0.50s. Um, yeah, I, I like the episode. It was funny. Honestly, the meth episode, I'm much more, I'm, like, really looking forward to talking about. Right. That was a funny one. Ian, the, the better question is, uh, to you, because it takes a very confident man mm-hmm. to look at the catalog of New Girl episodes yeah. and say, oh, I want to come on for Micro. What are you doing here? Yep. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I would say there's two main reasons I want to do this episode. Number one is because I have a really, really tiny, little, small <laughs> obsession with the guest star, Alan Richson. Ever since he was on Blue Mountain State, always been a huge fan of his. Uh, Thad Castle in that show. He pops up in Brooklyn Nine Nine as Young Scully in one episode. He's he's always cracked me up. I think Thad Castle. He's, one he's of very good looking. Under- I will say I never watched Blue Man State. I know like in my soul Ellie hasn't either. Um, you are is- completely wrong. I have to interrupt you to tell you <laughs> you've, that Blue Man seen- State. Yes, I've seen the whole thing because that was we talk about shows that my brother recommends to me, like uh-huh. the League. Blue Mountain State is the other one, and I forget until I watch. Did this you episode. like it? Yeah, of course I did. I feel like that show is like maybe because we talked about male skewing shows last week. I think that's maybe the most. It was on like Spike TV. Yeah. Uh, oh, it like was, their I slogan say that was that's like where... the slogan was like "bitches don't watch." 
I okay. Well, someone cut that clip. Um, I do. I do like that he he censored himself to genitalia before, but now we're now we're just. I don't think they know fly. that word. I mean, it was they like do. I'm just saying it was like 99 percent men watching. Probably. Yeah. No, I could see it, Yosef saying that in his little like Israeli accent. But it would sound like beaches anyway. Wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No, beautiful like... beaches in Tel Aviv. It was like Blue Mountain State, and then I think it was like Mansers afterwards. It was definitely <laughs> right, right in the prime of uh, Spike TV for men. But like, I think Blue Mountain State was out while I was in college, so it was like could not have been more in a demographic. I think the, it was like same thing as Entourage in high school. It's like there was never a show more made for the specific time in my life than than that. And and he was definitely the funniest part. But do you know where he first popped up? Because he he actually came out of a reality TV show originally. Oh, really? No. Where? He was a hot guy on American Idol who Paul Abdul swooned over when he tried out. <laughs> oh, but that you know what? Those are actors, I think. At a, like, well, you know clearly. I mean? <laughs> he's, like, he's I'm saying those you. are like, that's not even real then. Uh, I mean, he's a pretty good looking guy. But yeah, so. The the other reason I wanted to be on this episode is mostly due to scheduling and your rules and the fact that I wanted to hear myself speak. So, uh, you know, you guys don't do guests on back to back. So when I was looking, I was like, OK, I like the three episodes before this, but you were supposed to have a guest on. So I couldn't be on any of those. And I was like, eh, whatever, I'll just I'll just do this one, because actually last time I was on, I was on for my favorite episode. I actually don't like this episode at all, <laughs> which is one of the reasons I came on for it. I think we did propose that you uh, crash Missy's appearance, much like Missy crashed your last in-person appearance. Uh, but then we didn't do that. Have you guys not Missy seen each other up. since that famous uh, since you brought Missy along on a on a Tinder date? No, Bumble, first of all, it wasn't Tinder, but why would we? This is uh, a, this is it. You guys are good friends. <laughs> we are. Me and you are good friends. I never see you. I've seen you many times since then. Two times. Oh, that's not true. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Let's get a digest going. You want Ian to do it? Do you feel confident? Please, Ian, you do digest? it. I'd love for Ian to do to take the digest this week. What's the digest again? Just like a rundown <laughs> of the episode? Yeah, you're, I, you're are, didn't you call him like the biggest fan? Like he texted no, you? No, 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 no. The biggest fan of himself. Yeah. Ian watched. I'm and Ian followed my rule of being a podcast guest, which he listened to the most recent episode, which I didn't even expect. Hold on, but, but didn't Ian? Ian didn't didn't Ali? You say that he was like texting you the whole summer, like when? Wait, he's a fan of back? appearing on the podcast. Ah, so he knew he was a couple episodes away. It wasn't because yeah. he likes the show. I think he yeah. do you like you the show. Twitter? What this show? I I yeah. listened to a few episodes. Like what when, the uh, hell? When I run out of uh, other podcasts to listen to. We're but, getting uh, negged on our own show. <laughs> you asked him to neg you. Yeah. Like you nobody needed you to should lie. This. Yeah. No, I think Allie made it pretty clear that I wanted to be on because my episode was coming up. Uh, I, that's why that's why I was pulling for. Do you have another episode on this? Uh, like, I don't know. Do you have another one coming up? Me? We have no, no guest scheduled, really. <laughs> we have no guests. No, no more guest scheduled. I got nothing coming up, so. <laughs> Always, always there when when needed to hear myself speak. All right, Akiva with a hard out has now killed ten minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Ian, let's get to the digest and let's get this uh, micro show on the road here. Okay, so it starts off. The guys are uh, in the bar admiring boobs as as a group of guys do, and uh, Jess is sitting there and she is she's well, shocked. Let me interrupt. So the, the the digest you could just 
like the headline item. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's this episode Have you about? Never and then heard you're the welcome show? to yeah. take us through mm-hmm. oh, piece okay. by piece, yeah. line by line. Just... Basically, basically, Jess thinks all the guys are superficial, so she meets a guy who then has a micro penis who she thinks is a horrible person, but she doesn't want to date him because of that personality. Yet the guys think it's because of the micro penis. So. That's basically what the episode's about. And then little side B-plot of uh, Winston and Cece getting Coach and Schmidt to do some modeling. Beautiful. Succinct. We love it. Uh, Keeve, you like this episode. Ian, you don't. Ian, why why don't you like this episode? Well, one thing I think uh, the new girl writers do very well, which is to their detriment, is when they make a bad character, I think the character is so far into bad territory like uh bear claw you know least favorite character almost ever on a tv show in history and then when they what they do to alan rich and this character i know they're leaning him into being just the worst person i just don't think the jokes hit as much and then with the side b plot it's funny but to me schmidt's the funniest character on the entire show and i think this episode kind of takes him away from what makes him the funniest like his insecurity is funny but it's funnier when it comes out in like anger or uptightness rather than like in this like whole sad sack way so i think it's just not really like on the high level of being a funny episode overall uh i also think it's kind of weird for them to be like four seasons in and they're like let's get to a a superficiality episode like like uh just doesn't live in the apartment with them and probably hear conversations every single day of her entire life with them so it just feels a little out of place and it also just doesn't feel that funny to me yeah i agree with what a lot of ian said i think um it is, it is, first of all, Schmidt, when he's earnest, is less funny. I think, it, I, I agree. He's like, he's, he's too much of a tryhard in this episode. The B-plot is a little too forced. It should be more connected, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I agree. that, that Like, the, the character is terrible, but it's a lot of telling us he's terrible more than showing us he's terrible. And that you're right. The things that happen aren't funny. Like, the, the fact that he has a girlfriend, you could have, like, mined that for more. Like, she could have asked, you know, had a conversation with the girlfriend that doesn't happen like to me that's like a little bit of a miss yeah i mean i think winston is actually the one who is the funniest this episode but i i think the b plot what confuses me about the b plot with the modeling prank is like what was their plan like what was the what was the payoff of the prank like it ends up working out that coach like susses it out and then makes them spend all of this money but like i didn't understand what the prank was to have all of these like photos of them taken you know like they don't like really embarrass themselves like they're happy to have the photos so i thought like the photo shoot should have been more embarrassing like they should have been in costumes or like out in public or something like i didn't really think the prank came to fruition Mm -hmm. but i like ian you raise a really good point about like this conversation would have happened already like the um misogyny and like the judgment and whatever but it rang very true whether or not it was too late in the seat in the show for this to happen like I, when I was in college, when I was a freshman, like all of my friends, the first semester were sophomore guys who lived on my floor. And there was a period after a number of months. So again, too late for season four, but after a number of months where I had to just remove myself from the environment and they started like knocking on my door being like, where have you been? Where are you? And I was like, I actually just 
can't be around listening to the way that you guys talk about girls. And these were like nice, like prude Jewish boys. Like these were not like gross guys and it was mm -hmm. still absolutely disgusting. So this at least rang true for me, this first scene. Yeah, no, I, and again, I think you throw this, this is like, to me, the fourth or fifth episode of the entire series. Like, you know, like, oh, she's living with guys for the first time that aren't her boyfriend. Like, oh my God, like they're talking about girls constantly. Now I need to like internally figure out whether I'm also uh, shallow like they are, you know? Like that to me just feels like it, it's it's three seasons too late and it would have made a lot more sense. It's just like, yeah, how how is this going on now? But I, I do, for what it's worth, I took I watched it twice and I wrote down like lines that I thought were funny the second time and I do have a decent amount of lines so there is some funny stuff but I definitely agree Winston to me is is by far the funniest part of uh this episode from this he starts it off with the the big bird stuff like that 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 definitely got me uh so I I agree that Winston was carrying the the comedy in this episode Keeve, it's interesting because you mentioned like the meth episode you watched isn't really like a plot advancing episode. And this really, this episode could have been cut and pasted out and dropped as the fifth episode of the series, except for like one reference Nick makes to like, why did you think I never let you undress you like your wonky me? And maybe I'm too sensitive, but I was like flag on the play here. If you're friends with your ex, you can never acknowledge that anything like that ever happened yeah like a body part or anything yeah i agree that's a little weird like i kind of don't like when they go back to like the referencing and maybe they're like want you to remember there's something going on here but i'm like i don't really see like nick being like oh yeah your breasts are perfect your knee is weird that's why i never undressed yeah i you think I, you're right as the viewer we're like ew gross like you're our friends like you were friends with each other stop it <laughs> um Alan, uh, what's his last name? Richson. Okay, cool. Major hottie alert. I, I did the hard work of pausing to look at his tattoos to verify what they were, just so that you guys didn't have to. Yeah, well, I, perfect I could not read what that tattoo said that he, he created his font for, so I'm, I'm excited to hear Yeah, that. the character only works if he's extremely hot. 90% angel, 10% devil. Just you like know, me. He, he's, he's, yeah, he, he would be such a nebbish if he was just even an average looking guy. So it only works if he's really if he's really hot. Um, okay, when do you think you have to disclose a micro penis? Because like she sits down at the booth. I like this exchange where she's just basically like a wooga, Keith, to cite a, a often mm -hmm. used phrase in this podcast. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "I just want to let you know while you're getting my number, uh, I have a micro penis." Feels a little soon to disclose. It's a little, that it's a little soon, yeah. I mean, at the bar, I think it's like. Yeah, I, it, it, it's almost like creepy, like even if she didn't care, it would be like, you're telling me this, too, this information too early. And when do you usually disclose it? <laughs> well, it would be a lot different if I uh, looked like Alan Richson, I think. But um, So, you know, I'll give him I'll give him the credit that, uh, you know, Jess brings up the superficiality. So he probably sees a little bit of an in. Also, when you look a like a little bit of an in. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Uh, he he also, I mean, he's a guy that played Aquaman on Smallville. He's like, and he's been in Titans. He's like, a, he played a superhero. When you look like a superhero, maybe you're like, oh, this is a numbers game. I dropped the micro penis not like thing early, and you know, 
a good amount of girls are still gonna say what the hell you know at least who knows i don't know uh but uh yeah, I, that's a that's a good question. I, I don't know if you should be throwing it out in the first conversation. I love that you went through his major credits in the beginning and sat on Aquaman and Smallville to continue to... Uh, well, he does have a what's-it-called thing going on, right? Uh, what's uh, Momoa? Say he more? Looks like, he looks a little <laughs> like Momoa, right? Jason Momoa? Maybe if you I'm shaved him completely. Like the... I have no idea what he looks like underneath all of that. <laughs> Ali, what's your take on the situation here? Feels a little soon. Feels a little I would soon. be like, how presumptuous of you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I was know never this information see it anyway. five seconds into meeting you. I think the best writing on this show assuming this was not ad-libbed by Zooey, and sorry to Zooey that I don't think she would ad-lib this, lucky for you, my eyes are bigger than my stomach it's is a great the most line. incredible response. Yeah, that's, that, that's the best line in the episode. In real life, or in the show, it's the best response you could have to information like that. I was like, that was amazing. Uh, wait, uh, Allie, I have a question, though, as, you know, representing representing uh, the women here. It, she ta- She talks to him, you know, for a second before realizing he's a douchebag. Like, he, she doesn't realize until she goes on the date. Shouldn't she have known that he was a douchebag the second she saw he was wearing a beanie indoors? <laughs> I think it was popular then, right? That was what every like reality TV ca- like every like young good looking person was wearing indoor beanies when this episode aired. Okay, I'm shook by this because you, like I don't think a beanie is a hat that you have to take. Now maybe because they're in LA, it raises some questions. Mm-hmm. But like when I wear a beanie out, I don't take it off if I'm inside. It's like a beanie that's like a, especially that beanie was like a slouchy like style choice, which like. Yeah. Sure, wearing that at all might be douchey. It's like 2014. I mean, just think back to like, I mean, I don't like know, you know, I'm not in L.A. I don't know cool people like this. But like you think about how you like think about the shows like The Challenge, right? In 2014, that's what every guy on the show and some of the women were wearing, right? Like indoor beanies while they're while they're filming. The show. I mean, yeah, but not all the- beanies are created equal. Like my shark's beanie, I'm not keeping on indoors. But like a beanie like that closer mm-hmm. to the head, that's like my hair's dirty and this is not coming off for anyone. Yeah, I don't know. I still think uh, I think Akiva bring up that every reality TV star uh, was wearing it kind of <laughs> proves my point. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm also not a hat person at all. I'm a like I'll a beanie like inside. I would be overheating constantly. I'm a stand in front of the air conditioning person. So uh, to me, I was like, yeah, no, that's already sign number one. All right. Call me a douche to my face. It's fine. Um <laughs> It's different. You know, 2022, there's still some gender divide. Um, all right. We're all just going to move swiftly on from that. So I love the guys Googling the micro penis. And when Winston says, oh, that's awesome. And anteaters being born again, I was like, ooh, Winston in strong contention to win the episode, just like in the first 10 minutes. I think that's actually one of the scenes that is part of the reason I don't love the episode because I think it does have good lines. That was, to me, the the best of the lines while they're sitting there. But the fact that they're, like, sitting there, like, being sad for him while also throwing out the insults, it just doesn't come off, like, 
as funny to me as as it would like even if they were being malicious like you know like even though they're they'd be much worse people like the fact that they're making the comments anyway like the the whole sad demeanor that's just kind of I think what takes away some of the the humor to me you know it goes goes to the through line with the the B plot as well like I I don't know I just feel like they don't do sad the best you know like I that's not where I get a lot of my humor in the show from Interesting. So it would have been better if they were like really being brutal about it. Or yeah, like not. even yeah, like even uh, like Joe, like when uh, Nick says the thing about taking the hogs, like when you have a blue ribbon hog, you take it to the or you take it a breed or whatever he said. Like you know, not that I think that was the best joke of the the episode, but I at least like thought the attitude made for more of a funny upbeat episode. Whereas like. When they're just like spending two minutes sitting there, like making jokes about his micro penis while being sad, it just kind of brings the attitude. It's basically the what uh, Cece says to Coach and Schmidt when they're at the bar, like they're just being down and it's bringing down the bar. And I feel like there's a little bit of that that comes through the episode. I guess I am just going back to the aforementioned Jewish prudes that I was friends with in college who think don't listen to this episode um and like i think you could call them jude's if they're jewish <laughs> well that's that could be confusing i think um like is it i'm gonna i'll be vulnerable for a moment is it just me or when anybody learned about the concept of micro penis in your friend group did you not actually do this spend a few minutes around the computer looking at it feeling sad feeling weird and like laughing about it because this maybe i was just like this is exactly what I've watched guys do. Yeah, I mean, not to tattle <laughs> on myself or anything, but I would say that it would definitely, like, if me and my friends were doing it and it was in high school or college, we were probably being way bigger jerks about it than being, like, sad sacks. Yeah, but, but they're also, it, like, 32 when they're doing it. I feel like this is a high school or college conversation. And they're, like, they've never heard of this, and they're, like, 31 or 32. They are a little older, maybe more mature, but it's also weirder that they haven't. It, it does. They are also, it's coming up in the context of someone like that, someone they're good friends with is is about to like go on a date with. So mm -hmm. that's a little different than when like your friend in high school is like, guess what I just found out about? <laughs> like, you know, so I, I guess that is a little bit different. You're not like going at one specific person, but yeah. That's fair. So your friends would have been more brutal than ghoulish raisin. <laughs> so hard. And also this guy's so hot. I feel like it's again, it's like so much easier to go after him. Mm -hmm. um, Keith, at the next beer tournament or whatever in-person tournament, I can I count on you to raise me up if I request that. What did he say? Like lift heavy up. <laughs> Nick said when he goes to shake her hand, that was a power move. More people should be called upon to be boosted into like a Godfather style handshake. Mm -hmm. Ian's going to come to the next one, by the way. My Asterisk. son came over to me the other day. Yosef. No reaction for that. Go ahead. He's like, can we do, can we have a secret handshake? I was like, awesome. Great. And he came up with like a really sweet secret handshake. I don't know if he had like used it on other people before, but he had it ready to go. It was really Which good. Son? Yosef. Well, don't tell it or it won't be a secret. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. You can't tell anyone. It won't be a secret. But it, it does end with finger guns. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> that's very cute. Will you remember it, though? Yeah, I think I I mean, I have no like moves, you know, like it's but yeah, I think if, if a five year old can do it, I can probably do it. 
Um, all right. So the bed is made. They go on the date. We talked about this. He's absolutely insufferable. I think, see, like, your criticism, Ian, that he's, like, too far, like, the evil character. Like, I thought it was, like, he needs to be irredeemable, right? Like, that's the point of his character. I get what you're saying about Bearclaw. I agree. He's, like, over the line. But I thought they kind of nailed how insufferable Matt is on the scale of, like, the hot to crazy scale, if I might borrow from How I Met Your Mother. He No, he was definitely a good, like, he hit the right level of insufferable. I just didn't think all the jokes, like, really hit. Like, so perfect example of a joke that I think, like, shows the right level of insufferability, but I didn't, like, find it hilarious was when uh, Jess says that he said street art is the closest thing to an education homeless people will ever get. And when I said, is that a joke? He said, your mom is a joke. Like, you know. Yeah, and it, I, maybe it comes. It sounds. I was hitting for me the second time. Yeah, but like when, like when it's just coming out, I'm like, okay, he's such a douchebag. But I wasn't like cracking up that he said your mom is a joke. So I think it's just one of those tough things to like toe the line. I definitely did think some of the parts of him being a douche were like so funny. Like tip the waiter with a sketch of a hip hop mouse. Like that one definitely got me. But there were like just overall didn't find him to be the funniest. But I do want to take it back to the bet real quickly. I have one call out on the bet that I'm like I was sitting there and I'm like this doesn't make sense when Nick chooses his website that he wants he chooses ass chat after the first five minutes of the episode are about like them staring at women's boobs doesn't make any sense right yeah how did he end up on ass chat it's it's a it's like a bad joke yeah there's no continuity there they've established that they're boob men and then boom it's over well there are multiple uh what did what did uh should we say there are multiple categories so maybe it's like called ass chat, but they also, you know, they cover all bases. Also paying for these types of things in 2014. I mean, obviously 2022, it seems like insane, but I think even in 2014, it was pretty readily available for free. Yeah. No, no offense if someone, if a listener out I'm there. I'm extremely like, uncomfortable a... with Akiva calling that out. No, my, my, no uh, everyone on earth knows this. In my, in my fantasy football league with my, my college friends, we always try and think of like a punishment for last place. And mm-hmm. every single year, one of my friends proposes like, oh, you have to buy a year subscription to a porn website for everyone. And it, I'm like, are, are you 11 yeah, years a, old? Yeah, that's like, bizarre. Um, that guy really yeah. wants a subscription, but doesn't want his wife. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to prove. I'm waiting yeah. for him to propose like an iTunes gift card as the next thing. Like what <laughs> what else like do we need that's Can I tell you what my suggestion was at work? Mm-hmm. It was a little ableist, but I, I, I apologize to the listeners out there. Yeah, that um, helps if you apologize first. Yes. Um we're on the twenty first floor at work and I said uh, the last place team has uh, is not allowed to uh, use the elevator for a week. <laughs> it's a good punishment. Yeah, that is that, Can't go out for lunch. It's also not a little ableist. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm in the worst shape of anybody in the league. That was my it was sort of like my thing. Like if I'm suggesting it. Okay. But um also the gym's on the tenth floor, so you could like stop halfway up and work out and then go up to twenty one. If if you're walking twenty floors <laughs> up and down every day, I don't know if you need to stop at the gym. There is also a synagogue. I I've never been in it, but there is a synagogue on the tenth floor if you want to pray maybe that you make it up also. On the same floor as the gym? Yeah, it's yeah. I guess it's like the not working floor or whatever. <laughs> Personal trainer slash it's a, rabbi. It's a sweet. It's a sweet building. Yeah. Um, 
I also thought if we're just jumping ahead in terms of what was unrealistic, I don't believe that Nick would have canceled his subscription because it was weird that Jess bought it. If he wanted the subscription, yeah, this I didn't is really not his that. mom buying it. It's his ex girlfriend. <laughs> like this, who it's not, it's so not weird. like when you buy it, their face pops up because yeah. they bought yeah. it. Like yes. I think you could very quickly forget about the the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like when I'm using Netflix, I never once consider that it's my mom's account. Like it does not. <laughs> Um, but all right, back at the bar, we talked about this. I agree. The, the the sadness didn't hit me when they were looking at the computers. At the, this bar scene, I really didn't enjoy, except, you know, the, the one Jewish joke they keep making this whole season is like, this whole series is like the sound or like the Hebrew, like the days of Abraham or whatever the hell Jess said mm-hmm. last week. Uh, not terrible Jewish Greek god, Hercules, Keith. Yeah, I agree. They have gone to a lot of Jewish jokes recently, like that are meh yeah they're not like good material they're just making jokes about basically the way hebrew sounds which we're doing with less effort when we have yosef talk in his israeli accent that's true <laughs> um all right by the way a quick aside Kiev, you said nothing correct about the yosef minute last week like when I couldn't play it for you and you were just like, yeah, no, he was like making it up and he says this and he quote, he uses the Hebrew word for baby. None of that happened. In the, well, I didn't, in the like game. I hadn't heard it in six weeks. So I was just guessing which one it was. <laughs> you should have um, told me before and which one and to listen to it. Maybe I would, I don't know. Favorite number of Winston pranks this season. Where does this rank for you? How success on a scale from like one to impractical jokers. Is that like a successful prank show? Can I ask a question? You know how okay. P- producer Kelly is always like, oh, a classic Ali Akiva mess around? And then in this episode, it comes up, right? That this is a. Yeah, a can C- you believe they ripped her off? But is this the first time it's been mentioned, or did I not notice it before now? No, question. it's the first time it's been mentioned. That's wild, right? What do you mean? Which part's like, wild? I didn't know, so this is <laughs> yeah. like the, the, the reason for the season. Like, I didn't know that this is where it comes from. Oh, so that you're finally getting the reference. We're the finally understanding part. the reference. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just a thing, and now I realize it's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like part uh, of it's wild. <laughs> yeah, when you find out you've been quoting a movie you've never seen that exactly. I do have so Ali. One of the Please. reasons why uh, he's he's called a douchebag is because he uh, calls a scotch on the rocks a scoro. So. With you calling modern Orthodox people moos, does that make you a douchebag? Mm. We've already established I'm a douche already, back to the beanie conversation. <laughs> and, and would it surprise you, Ian, that my reaction was, Skoro's pretty good. <laughs> it did not offend me. I thought that was a poor example of why he's a douche. I, I've stunned you both silent. <laughs> no. <laughs> is Skoro bad? I don't think that that's so bad. No, no. I mean, it is definitely. No, I do think it gives off. I'm a. I'm like a 30 year old still trying to act like a college kid, but I. I think it fits in with uh, what he's going for. But it's definitely not near the top of the list of worst things that he does in the episode. Well, jokes on you. When I was a college kid, I was acting like a 30 year old. So, <laughs> I mean, I, like I think I would say in the context of like I say moo, like just to those in the know. I wouldn't be at a bar being like, let's go get some Skoro. Like, I wouldn't say it seriously. So maybe that's the difference. Like, I'm in on the jokes I make with myself. And yeah. he seems to not be. If that's what you need to tell yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've all felt that coming. 
All right. Uh, here's the thing I hate about this. And I feel like this happens a lot in dating is like, she wants to get out relationship having nothing to do with this like disclosure he's made about the micro penis and he's like oh it's because of my micro penis and she's like a little bit trapped so I really did respect I kind of thought Jess would get trapped in that and be like oh no 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 let's keep going out like there's another episode that this could have been like she keeps dating this guy because she can't get out of it because she doesn't want to hurt his feelings about the micro penis but she hates him I like that just went right to the chase was like no it's your personality and everything about you yeah, I think that's part of them making like they had that's why they had to make him so so bad because they're like they they had I guess that's the whole point where they say they're covered in micro everyone's covered in micro penises and I I feel like they were trying to make a like point with the episode of like everyone's a little superficial, everyone has their flaws and like you know it's all about like coming to like like grips with that essentially, but like I feel like it's still in the end is just like the whole message is like, oh, if you have a micro penis, like sucks for you. Like, you know, like that, that's, they, He's they drowning come. in women, taking their pants off in his loft. He's selling paintings for 12 grand. I think the, the key to life is to have a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> There's no uh, NGOG out of context. I, yeah, I, I also think he could probably bring people to the, uh, you know, to his, to his apartment. Like a lot of people once, I feel like. Could be his bet. Could be <laughs> Why, his game. I'm saying like he could I'm saying he's a good looking guy. He could probably bring people back. Like Jess, if he's not revealing up front, a lot of people come in once. Keith, what's your micro penis? Also my personality, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> um wanted to ask you basically Mara happened to walk in as you said it but I I I wasn't going to explain the whole thing just for the just for the bit oh here Caroline AF and she specifies that those are her real initials do you Mm -hmm. think you could hold up Jess's end of the bet could you go a month dating a douchebag with a micro penis or whatever the equivalent would be for you just to prove a point are you a big better because one thing you can do now is like you can sort of buy your way out of bets usually it's the other way around where like fan duel is like Hey, you bet a hundred dollars to win ten thousand. Like, what if we give you two thousand now and we'll call it even because you might win the bet? You know. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, she should I, sort uh, of buy her way out is really what she should do for like fifty percent of the bet. Yeah. So back to sports talk real quickly. So before the season, I bet uh, the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl for fifty dollars, uh, mm. and it was some like special thing where like every game they won, I would have gotten five dollars in bonus cash, and like you know. Then Dak got hurt, and I was like, well, this season's over, and they're not going to win any games. So I cashed it out for $13 uh, instead of the $50. And they've already won two games since, so I would have been at $10 in bonus cash. So definitely cashed out way too early. That made no uh, sense to cash out. Yeah, I was – well, You thought they were going to win two games? Depends on how much you value a dollar. When you're a quarterback – When you're a quarterback – Two games? Of your favorite team and your fantasy team – breaks his finger on the first game of the season you know you go into a, a place where you're like $14 does not sound too bad so uh, Wait, I put it all on another parlay and whole, lost he's gonna no, be out he's, for the whole season back because of a broken finger yeah he's coming back soon it's you made it like he tore his ACL well they made it like, seem at first like breaking he was like breaking a thumb like on your throwing hand as a quarterback is like what worse than a lot of injuries I thought they don't tell you. Is that just baseball where they just tell you it's like upper body or lower body? That's hockey. 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 
uh, hockey. Well, yeah. do you know what's okay. funny? In soccer, they have an even better term, which is like, he's out with a knock. He suffered a knock in training. What's a knock? What part of the body's the knock? Okay, I'm using that for the rest of my life. It's great, All right? All I do is suffer knocks. You suffer knocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get back to Caroline's question. Could you do this? Could you go through? Like, I kind of think Jess pulls out of this bet way too soon. What is she? What is she getting if she wins? She's the getting a donation. Are so low. But the forget st- the donation. She doesn't have to pay. You pulled out for thirteen dollars. She doesn't have to buy a very expensive subscription, and she gets her pride. Uh, uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely stick it out, but I don't know if I'm making any bets where I'm getting a donation. So uh, I better be yeah, getting the, something the better are than that. Too low. I'm willing to like suffer for a bet. But I just this isn't the stakes are, are not high enough here. I know she's probably cares more about the pride, obviously, uh, and the principal than you know. The well, clearly she doesn't because she pulls out immediately. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like in theory, I don't know. She, yeah, the stakes are too low for this bet. But maybe we have gambling problems. I don't know. I mean, I've done a lot more for a lot less. Yeah, I could do this in my sleep. You're, but you're you're very stubborn. Like not everyone is. You know, you you would. Uh, you're re- literally rooting against the Mets for almost no reason. I I did douchebags for free, so why wouldn't <laughs> I true. do it for it's true. a bet? <laughs> it's true. Um. All right. So back to the prank. Uh, I do like Schmidt's stage direction. Like it's the first day of school. You packed your own lunch, but I do have a problem where Schmidt says you're playing Pictionary and Coach is clearly doing charades. <laughs> It's not just me. I, I like. I have a real board game continuity issue. No I, one cares. I, I think I. I, I think I missed that line. Uh, but no, it 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 makes sense. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. The model. The model stuff really doesn't hit for me that hard. Besides, like a couple little lines, like a uh, coach. I think it's coach is more runway. Schmidt's more catalog. Mm-hmm. And then when Schmidt's going through the pictures, like he he's got some funny ones. But yeah, it just. It, it doesn't hit for me. And, like, you know, who who doesn't love a good prank? I think there are some good ones on this show. I just think this is is one of the weaker ones. Just to highlight, in case the listeners also missed it, Schmidt says you're playing Pictionary, and Coach puts up two fingers, like two words, like in charades. And then he says, and, like, it's sardines. How are you going to draw that? And that's when he's, like, doing the stinky thing. And it's, like, it's Pictionary. Anyway. Uh, I agree. There's not much meat on the bone here uh, with this. I did like Coach saying, uh, who's talking to you, Depression-era garbage man, and then <laughs> says, I've been holding that in for two years. It Like, in my dream, Coach ad-libbed that and has literally been holding it in for two years, or even in the writer's room, it's like, we had this. Uh, probably not the case, but that made it funnier for me to think about, like, where are we going to use this burn? Um, and, and, like, the whole thing of Jess's micropenis being her knee – it did the big bird line was classic and it set it up very funny for that uh it set up that very funny line but like could we have not like why is schmidt the only person who has some sort of like real vulnerability which doesn't really work for him and the comedy of it like could we have not identified something on uh zooey that could actually work like the one weird knee does not work for me no one cares about a knee right like the knee could have like a baby growing out of it nobody would care well I don't know about that. That maybe that if they like put a little fused a little baby hand yeah, to it, then I'd have something. Yeah, I don't, for me, like I, I think part I don't know like how they could have done something, but you know, it's also like, is it just to get a 
Zoe Deschanel like in her underwear like in one thing because it's not like they do anything to the knee like or do a close-up or anything it's just like I have this wonky knee and like you know like so I don't know I I definitely think they could have went with something else they also half the episodes are Schmidt like insulting uh Nick and telling him he's like in terrible shape or like you know he's like a garbage person not to use depression era garbage man but like you know they insult Nick so much that they there's a million reasons maybe they could have played it off as like oh Nick doesn't care or something like that but uh, I agree that there's there's they could have went with something else besides just like oh Schmidt was fat and then here's here's Zoe's knee like definitely what Keith I'm probably spoiling it but there's one episode where somebody... Well, I'm too ahead, just FYI. No, so no. Somebody not. confuses <laughs> Nick with a nutmeg salesman or delivery man and is mm. like, oh, sorry, you look exactly like a nutmeg delivery man. And it's mm. like, I think about that every time I see Jake Johnson. <laughs> and I don't know what that means, but it's exactly right. Allie from the editing room. It was not, in fact, exactly right. And I didn't look this up as, as I'm listening to it. <laughs> I am in the position of a listener screaming at myself to be like, it's nutmeg wholesaler, you idiot. Uh, back to the show. Um, I do like the line of like, it looks like a tiny little pigeon's egg and it literally made me want to vomit. Do you want to hatch the bird? Yeah, Which was totally. sort of the, the comedy of Blue Mountain State. Like I enjoyed it and it also made me want to vomit. <laughs> it was like, it was like the sophomore, it was the sophomore Jews at Northwestern. <laughs> <laughs> the sophomore Jews at Northwestern, yeah, perfect. Um, all right, so there's really nothing else that happens. I mean, they end up having to buy a uh, spend thousand, a thousand, uh, almost two thousand dollars plus a five hundred dollar check for Schmidt on the billboard. And what are you, do you know anything about 1970s Israel in terms of modeling, Keith? I think it was just a joke. I just think he like he had a specific look. They were well, yeah, it was a joke. But like, I did Google to try to find 1970s <laughs> Israel ads. Uh, uh, Alex's search history from this episode could be pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else to say before we get to who won the episode on this episode from either one of you guys? Yeah, they. Uh... They 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 go to Schmidt's billboard and they say like what's he selling and someone says he's selling Korean Jewish relations and I just thought that could be a really successful dating app. Oh, I'm so glad we put that in there. Um, it's funny actually. I'm glad you went back to that because uh, IMDb trivia wants you to know that apparently that billboard translated means I'm a model. Oh really? I was I see. I thought there would be a joke there like that that him having a micro penis. Oh, you know. that would have been a really good way to bring yeah, it together. Yeah, I don't know how they missed that. That would have been a hilarious tag. They would have had to, like, let you know what it says, though. Cause, like, well, what happens is, yeah, they walk away, and then, like, two people who can speak or read Korean see it, and they're like, ha, 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 look what it says. Look, the micropenis billboard or something. That would have been, or even Schmidt and Cece, like, laughing about it and getting mm -hmm. really the last laugh because yeah. they're too big of a loser in this episode as a result. And, again, that would have been perfect to round out, like, where was the prank going? That is still my biggest issue with the prank is like, mm -hmm. what was to watch them again, take photos. Like I didn't really see the embarrassment there. So that would have been the perfect upkeep. Oh, we should write the this show. Honestly, we're better. Than Not we, people. you. No, I would bring you in if they made me show. <sighs> I don't like, I'm not a writer. Yeah, but no, I thought GC the for the show. <laughs> Ian, what were you saying? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah, no, I, I, 
that that scene was was okay. I I did think <laughs> why don't the Jew Koreans pay for it was funny, but uh, I will say they did at least cap it off with with Schmidt saying billionaire and like flaring his hands out, which is just like classic Schmidt. So I was like, all right, at least they they like hit that high note to end it. Um, all right, well, this was a high note to walk away from the episode summary from amusing. That scene was okay. <laughs> I want to have that as like a sound drop, and we can just put that in for the whole podcast. This episode was okay. Um, but we don't have any listener submissions because everyone doubted us, as they should have. Like, who knew we would be recording oh, three days ahead of time? Um, Keith, who won the episode? That's a good question. Um... I think you want to say are people going to say Winston? People haven't said anything. We're I the think people. Winston and we Cece. The people. I'm going to give it to Winston and Cece. I think there's no other options here. Winston and Cece for their okay. class round. Okay. And now that now that uh, Schmidt, I just called you Schmidt. Now that Schmidt, has, <laughs> hold on. All right. Now that Akiva has says there are no other options, you better agree. Who won the episode, Ian? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm someone that uh leans on leans on the humor so i uh i i would lean towards winston uh winning the episode even if he's down like 1200 bucks at the end of the episode uh but he he's the funniest if it if it's a who comes out the best like i would say maybe coach because even though he like looks dumb for a while like in the long run he he's like oh i'm looking out for my friend with uh how i'm twisting this so maybe coach from like a who came out of it looking okay, but uh, I think Winston's by far the funniest part of this episode. Uh, we didn't even touch on him putting Paula Cole on the jukebox, which I thought was a perfect choice for a Winston uh, jukebox lineup, but uh, I would say Winston. See, I think if we're judging by who wins the app for having the best episode, I agree that it's Winston. Like, I think he has the funniest episode. He's like the best part of most of the scenes he's in. But if we're judging by who came out the best, like, circumstantially, like you were just talking about Coach, I think it's actually Schmidt. Because from his estimation, he's just become a model. He's on a billboard. He had a great day. Uh, and assuming he never finds out, although who knows, Keeve, maybe he'll find out that this is all a sham. He's walking away a model. Um, but all right. I think, I think that's all we got. What's going on in the background of someone's? Uh... That was uh, no, no kid talking in. to you. No walked in. <laughs> Does he have something to say? Put him on the mic. We've got time. Not the appropriate episode, I don't think. Well, he doesn't have to talk about the episode. Just I guess bring that's him on. true. Oh, well, because you did say, does he watch New Girl? Like when I told you we were going to be home today. No, I said, is he available at nine? Ah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, all right, you're right. Oh, you, this lady's lawyering me. Um, I think. Uh, no, he just walked away. He said, uh, "Can I come in?" I said. Back in bring him back in. You always told me if we recorded at a decent time for you, you'd bring him on. Uh, he'll come on another week. He's got to get ready. We we got, we have we have to go in a few minutes. All right, you have to go do some learning. Mm-hmm. And thank you for uh, for being here. You yeah, no the problem. episode. Who knows what it would have been if it was just an alley key mess around? Could have been a weird one. Uh, wait, before we go, I do want to say. I mean, I know I've been down on this episode the whole time. I do want to call out. Even though I said he might be the winner of the episode, I think Coach has two of the worst jokes of the episode and of like the show to me that I, I could not stand. I thought coach saying what's a porno mag. I thought that was terrible. 
And then I think the wor- maybe the worst joke in the show's history is him saying that it was like a ghost singing Hey Ya and then singing Hey Ya like a ghost. I thought that was the worst joke that the show has ever written. Like, there's so many good jokes and they were just like, oh, let's force this in so badly. So uh, I know we were wrapping up, but I did want to get that in there. You've got 10 more minutes. You can use this however you want. Keeve, do you think there's going to be a worse joke than that as we continue on? It's a good question. Uh, no, Is I it? agree that was bad, but I think I think the Jess joke was top five in the whole series. That she's got, uh, you know, her that she's got big eyes. Yeah, that that that's like what makes the Hey Ya one so bad to me. It's like mm-hmm. you see that like same writers' room came up with exactly. Both. It's such a good joke, and then they're like, "Oh, here's this other garbage that we're just filling the episode out with." Oh, and Alan Richton when she says, "Aren't you going to run after your girlfriend?" and he's like. Well, she was, if I'm being totally honest, she was getting a little fat. Like, that to me was a funny p- way to show, like, he's Yeah, horrible, I agree. So. I agree. That was, yeah, a, that agree was his best line. More of that would have been, would have been funnier. More fat like, shaming, oh, maybe. Do you know, can I, I tell I the story? Like that I did like like, no, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> have I told the birthmark story on this, on, on a podcast? I don't remember. We've, again, we've got nine minutes. Go okay, so my, uh, my, my parents set up a play date, probably one of the first play dates of my life when I was, like, very young. And the person they set up a play date with was a boy who did not, who had three fingers on each hand. And I think they were a little nervous because I was a very young kid that I would make a comment. But I don't think they could say don't make a comment because that probably. I think they should worry now that you'd make a comment. (laughs) I'm the classiest guy in town. You're ableist. You already outed yourself as ableist today. So so they're nervous. I think they're talking to the parents in the park. I'm playing with the kid. Pretty quickly, kid runs over crying. They're like, oh, no. Uncle Keeve, he screwed up for the first, but of many, of many times. And the kid were you, says, were you Uncle Keeve back then? Too, I don't think I were... was. I don't think I was. Um, you can't confirm. And, and he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he says, to, the kid says to his parents, he has a really ugly birthmark. <laughs> so the message, I had like a circle birthmark on my arm. It was like, just like a brown spot. And. <laughs> It's a, but it's kind of a beautiful message. It's like everyone, ha- you know, everyone has like their own thing that is, uh, you know, like that's your own... micro penis. Exactly, exactly. That's I, your three fingers. Although that was removed, it is. Um, it, it, I mean, you can still see the scar <laughs> if anybody sees my hand. The, the, the birthmark was removed because the doctor thought it might be cancerous. But I thought the, the scar. I got a different lesson out of that, which is everyone's a douchebag. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Everyone's not, sort not of like everyone's judgmental. Flaws. Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's a nice story, but so I you laser people... that off like Schmidt's stretch mark. I mean, I don't think I had a lot of uh, a say in the matter. I was five years old, but yeah, the doctor. He said the mark would be gone in a few months, and it's been thirty plus years. So, wow, Probably a lesson for us all. Choose your own adventure with that lesson, mm-hmm. depending on who you yeah. are. Yeah, let us know what you learned from that from that story. <laughs> All right, Ian, thank you for coming on. Where can people uh, find your hot betting takes like pull out for $13 on a broken <laughs> finger? Pull out for $13? That's uh, a... <laughs> I know, we said that like eight times during it and nobody called me out on it. Um, if anyone wants to follow me uh, on Twitter, I'm I am Rosenblum. Uh, if, uh, I'm not really on Instagram, so if you want to follow me, it's really just random sports tweets, a lot of retweeting uh, sport like brave stuff since they're going to win the division by the time you hear this, and that's not going to bite me in the ass at all. So, Keeve, yeah. uh, 
doing Renap, doing 32 fans. Yep. You can also check out uh, Ian once in a while on 32 fans. He's integrated into the MOO community. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing 32 fans. Ian, you're not in the chat. We got to get you in the chat. You're not in the chat, right? What is that? The WhatsApp or whatever? Yeah, the you WhatsApp. need to get in the chat. When people Great. say nice things, I used to send it to you. Yeah, yeah. Ali, Ali sent I me when Chester. Hey, you they said probably aren't me when Chester said anymore. I was one of his favorite guests, so I'll take mm-hmm. that. Yeah, see, I'm nice. Um, yeah. yeah, if you want to hear me be exasperated about the Cowboys before the season even started, you can check me out on that. Or just tweet it in and after after this week, after they lose to Washington, and get his takes. <laughs> Keep what's going on with the Renap thing? Is that oh, public we'll talk information? About it off I don't know. We haven't. I mean, no, I haven't spoken to anybody since I spoke to you last. Okay. Um, you haven't recorded anything. Follow Keeve at Keeve26. Follow me at Lash Tweets. You can leave us a review if you like the nonsense we're doing here. You can subscribe and click through to reviews at anchor.fm slash new girl, old guy. We'll be back next week. Three in a row here, Keeve. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about season four, episode five. Not the one that Akiva's already watched, the one before the one that Akiva's already watched. <laughs> one, it's called Landline. And I told, I was excited because I was like, oh, Keeve hasn't watched, Keeve watched this episode, but I don't remember just off the name alone what Landline is about. So I'll do the guessing, but alas, it's not the case. And I do remember the episode for mm. next week. So anyway, who cares? I'm yeah. rambling. Keeve, what is Landline? Landslide, very prominent in the sixth episode. What is landline about? Landline, um, they they install a phone into the apartment and shenanigans happen. Okay, we'll see if that's, we'll both see if that's correct next week on New Girl, Old Guy. Oh, wait, Frig, Ian, you were supposed to close the show. (laughs) I I think you handled it. Uh, See you next week. See ya, I won't see ya. Ali and Akiva, gonna talk a TV.